After being sick for three days earlier this week, my voice is still recovering, so I've got to take a little water to uh, get through this. They told me a hot toddy would help, so that might be a hot toddy too, just it's not. As humans, we're moved by stories. If you think of a time when you were just encapsulated by someone that would just that had your full attention because of the way that they could tell a story. You dive in and you get so invested into the story and the way that they're able to describe the characters, the antagonist, the protagonist, be able to bring forth the plot and incorporate the plot into the entire into the entirety of the story. It begins to mesmerize us almost as if we are caught up into that story. Recently I found myself in one of these situations which I had some time to sit down and read a novel, and I couldn't put it down. I turned page after page after page just to find out what was going to happen next. A good story catches our attention and seems to never let it go as we seek to find what happens. The greatest stories are the ones that we go to time and time again. Think of your favorite movies or books. Or even in some of your songs, they are often a form of a story. And we go back to them many times, over and over and over again, to remind ourselves why we, why we liked those, that story so well. We even try to tell the story of our own family, knowing our grandparents and how much that they suffered through in their days, in the early days of our country. I think that's a beautiful thing for us as Americans is to listen to the stories of, the, of our immigrant parents and grandparents and great-grandparents who came over to the United States and suffered in many ways for what we have today. It's good for us to be tied to those stories as well. We listen to the retelling of those stories because they have a deep meaning to who we are so we know where we come from and where we are going. But the greatest story is the story of human history. A story that is not fiction, but one in which we are deeply rooted. And as Catholics, we revisit this story each year as we journey through the liturgical year. And as we journey through this liturgical year, we are brought into the story and made part of this story as well. First off, because we are humans, but also because of what Christ has done for us. We become connected to these roots of the, uh, when we hear this story, and we become so connected to even this history of, hu of humanity. We see in this, in this history of humanity that it's not perfect. We see that it's broken. We see that the sin that enters in, quickly enters in, causes dysfunction. It causes murder, we see very early on. You see, we see all kinds of crazy things. But we continue to see that through all of these things, the one constant in all of this is the faithfulness of God. God remains faithful because of who he is, and he remains faithful to humanity because he desires to redeem us. Every Christmas at the Vigil Mass, we read the genealogy of Jesus which ultimately is a long list of names of people that we don't know. 
But if you're having a child, it's a great list to choose a name from, maybe. Probably not. (laughs) But if we know our story well, we see that it becomes not just a list of names, but it becomes very important people in a long list leading up to our Savior. Some of whom are good people, some of whom are horrible people. At this Mass, we hear in the readings about the birth of Jesus, which we know to be the miraculous birth of the Son of God, not coming in wrath, but coming in humility as a tiny baby to wed our humanity to his divinity. He doesn't, but he enters into the messiness of all of this family. That's kind of the beautiful thing about reading the genealogy And seeing how Jesus enters in is that it's in this very humble way only to redeem all of who we are as humans. At the Mass at dawn, we hear how the angels appear to the shepherds, the most humble of people, the people who are considered kind of the lowest of all of the classes of the people. And they are the first to to be witnesses to the birth of Christ, to the birth of the salvation of the world. The announcement doesn't come to the wealthy, the most important, or the most intelligent, but to those who are humbled by their situation in life. And yet, prosperity is promised to them, not in this life, but in the life to come, in eternal life. The final Christmas Mass is the Mass at day. And what we hear in this Mass comes from John chapter 1. How God has planned in the fullness of time to send his son to redeem all of humanity and to bring that humanity with him into eternal life. We hear in the first paragraph of the Catechism, God, infinitely perfect and blessed in himself in a plan of sheer goodness, freely created man to make him share in his own blessed life. For this reason, at every time and in every place, God draws close to man. He calls man to seek him, to know him, to love him with all his strength. He calls, to all, he calls together all men, scattered and divided by sin, into the unity of the family, the church. To accomplish this, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son as Redeemer and Savior. In his Son and through him, he invites men to become, in the Holy Spirit, his adopted children, and thus heirs of his blessed life. The story of Christmas is not an ancient story relegated to fiction or to ancient lore that has no relevance to us. It is the greatest story ever told. It is the greatest story that is true. Christmas is Christ wedding himself to us in order to make us like him. And the story of Christmas actually happens each and every day, as we live our lives in Christ, as we make him known through our prayer, through our words, our actions, and we live out that love that God calls us to, that love of God and our love of neighbor. The golden thread that runs through all of the stories of the Old Testament is God's faithfulness, even in the times when that faithfulness was not reciprocated by the people. He still remains faithful. And it's the same thing for us. God remains faithful to us, 
even when we don't deserve it. God desires our salvation for us to be with him in eternity so much that he lowers himself to be like us in order to save us. That's what Christmas is all about. God condescending himself from heaven, coming to us, to be with us, to show us the way to the Father. The amazing thing about this greatest story is that it's still happening. It's not over. The end is written by the way in which we live our life and our acceptance of Christ into our lives. We have the power to live out the story of God becoming man in our lives, or we can ignore it. The greatest of all of the stories are the stories of the saints, and those saints endure for eternity as they have life with God in heaven. By accepting our call to be a part of the greatest story, the greatest story of Christ and his salvation of us, we also will live in eternity, and our story will be told in the halls of the saints forever.